Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. This is episode number 51 for Sunday, May 4th, 2014. I'm Nelson DeWitt. And I'm John. And we are the team behind the upcoming documentary film, Identifying Nelson, Buscando a Roberto. Thank you for that lovely introduction, Nelson. Absolutely. How are you today, John? I'm good. It's heating up in LA and we're getting ready for summer. Heating up in Boston as well. Uh, So I think I figured out, we were talking last week about the episode numbers. And so I, I think I figured it out. Last last episode was number 50, and even though we launched the podcast on May 5th, it had been a full year of, of episodes. It had been 52 weeks minus a two-week vacation. Correct. So uh, the reason that that episode did not air on May 4th is because this is, the, this is now the first episode of, like, season two of the new year. So that, that's what it was. So... This is the first episode of, of the new year, new season. I don't know if we're going to do seasons, but uh, we're back again. And today we're going to talk about change and how our perspectives have changed over the years, I guess. So last episode, we talked about the beginning of this project and how John found my ebook and how that all started. So I think we're going to And how talk- you started to share your story publicly. Right, so now we're going to talk about how far we've come. I thought we could talk about maybe take an event like the trip that we took that the documentary is based around and and how perspectives are different before and after. And we're going to keep it kind of short intentionally this week, right? Yes, yeah, we're going to so try and keep know. it a little short. Uh, we went over last week, so we'll we'll balance it out. I know this trip was very influential for you, you know, you've you said to me many times how con- how connected you felt to the people of El Salvador and and the whole how powerful many of our experiences were in El Salvador. Looking back on this whole journey, how have things changed for you? Well, I think I mean I had I haven't traveled a ton internationally. It was a little scary to just go on a trip, you know, to somewhere I haven't been, and also a country that has a lot of turmoil and violence, you know, and somewhere I didn't speak the language very well. So I was nervous, and plus doing this project and, you know, you're beginning a, a television shoot, and it's just intimidating. So I was nervous, I think, coming into it, and my experience was that very quickly with Alex Branderos who helped us or Yvonne who was our Alex was a producer in the field Yvonne was a cinematographer or senior frog or audio you know so our crew and your family and the people we came in touch with it just felt like friends and family for me to mix that with being there because of the war, that's why we were there and we were talking about it and we were focused around it and people sharing their experiences about it, it just really very quickly left a very strong impression on me. Well, it, it must have been, uh, I, I don't know, jarring for you. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, I, I think one of the differences between you and I that we've talked about before is the fact that you grew up in the Cold War. 
So you have, or, or you have been exposed to a perspective, an idea about El Salvador beforehand, and then going down there and seeing how similar it is. I, I think that's, you know, kind of what I'm hearing from you. Or well, I mean, it's definitely a very different country than than the U.S. You know, but but pe people are people, and uh, and your family was very warm and and generous and open with us, and uh, you know, it felt like your aunts felt like to me, it felt like visiting my aunts. I mean, you could just feel the the warmth and the affection, and and your cousins took us in and and showed us around, and it, you know, it was. And then when people were sharing these experiences, even with a language barrier, like I was on the other end of this camera, but I could, I could feel it. Or I remember very much meeting your uncle Mariano, and uh, when we were going to interview him, you know, here's here's somebody that fought on the opposite side of a war of my my country, right? And he was very warm and gave me like a he's not a tall man you know but he gave me this really firm like bear hug <laughs> when we met and you could tell like he was proud and glad to share his story and it it just it was meaningful yeah or hearing Suyapa Serrano tell her story and share her home with us and give us a tour of the Cortina Museum Here's somebody in very different circumstances than me that's lived a very different life than me, um, but there was just a lot of warmth and giving in, in both these people, and and it it felt a little random and cruel that they had been through this war because of where they lived. It, it just you know it left a strong impression. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I feel like when you take trips my experience has been that you leave and when you come back you're looking at like the place that you return to and it feels different like something has changed and i think that when you're going through these trips it's really you that changed you know it, it's these experiences it's, it's meeting people that has sometimes a profound impact on your life so you come back to the place that you started from and you look at it with a new perspective as the saying goes for me the trip was transformative in the sense that i finally found connection with my country of birth and this is something that i hadn't really felt up to that point like most of my uh, my, my brothers and sisters don't live in El Salvador. I really only have cousins and aunts and uncles. And my family is big enough that it's hard to spend, you know, a, a lot of time with any of them because they're they're all over the place and they're well. Lot. They're in three th three countries in Central America, right? And the plus US. some relatives in Mexico, right? And the U.S. Somewhere. Yeah. And the U.S. Yeah. So you know, it's it's not like so. Yeah, four so Central Americas. Yeah, five countries. They're spread out but between five countries. So it's not like yeah. I can just go to you know to Thanksgiving. Not that they had that, but I can't go to Thanksgiving <laughs> and 
and see everyone, you know. Uh, so anyway, I ended up spending most of my younger years visiting my uh, immediate family in Costa Rica and Panama and never really going to El Salvador. And other than pupusas, I didn't have much connection to El Salvador. So this trip for me was was really about getting to see people who were dealing with the same issues as, as me, you know, that when we were all at the the memory wall specifically, that's, you know, you're seeing other people in mourning who are uh, there remembering their loved ones who disappeared during the war. And I think that that is where I, um, that's where the trip had the biggest impact on me. Mm-hmm. Sort of brought it all home. Yeah. There's a picture of us that your cousin Mireya took where we're both sitting back from the wall on a bench. And I, I feel like it conveys, I mean, if you know a little of the context, it conveys how how big that moment felt. Like, Because you're sitting there looking at your camera, and I think that's something you've mentioned you'll do a little bit when you're overwhelmed. And I'm just like, lean back, just, I think, I, I can see it. Like what, like the moment's too big for me to, really even understand at the time and I, I felt that way yeah um, and that it's, it's a neat picture that she took yeah I, I mean I've felt that uh, several times throughout my life with um, everything that's happened where you experience something and you can't put it into words you can't you, you can't process it because it's just it, it's so overwhelming and then you really have to step back, give it some time, and slowly you start to make sense or connect the dots. And even even the lesson that, that we're talking about today about feeling connected, even that lesson, I think, took a couple years to, to really sink in. And the story that I always tell people where, where it, it kind of clicked and it hit home, where I sort of understood this is what it means to be from El Salvador was, uh, I think two years ago when I met a a lawyer who fled from El Salvador and she now works in Arizona, I think, and she's a very um, prominent lawyer. But she was explaining to me that in El Salvador, when you come to the capital uh, from the airport, there's this big statue, I think, of the world. And underneath it says something to the effect of welcome back our brothers and sisters from afar and she was explaining that in el salvador you're i think it's jesus standing on top of the world or holding the world yeah because literally el salvador is short for the savior right Right. obviously and it's a shortened anyway i digress yeah but yeah so there's this statue we'll have to look it up and, and put a link in the show notes but under the transcription underneath is something to the effect of welcome back our brothers and sisters from afar. And she was explaining that in El Salvador, you, no matter where you are living in the world, you are viewed as Salvadoran. And that if you're someone like me, you have a right to your Salvadoran citizenship, even though I did not grow up. 
right? Mm-hmm. So, and and what that really said to me was that the Salvadoran experience is one of sort of broken family, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but like where your the the family unit, the the typical family unit of having your grandparents and cousins and brothers and sisters all together, that really doesn't exist for the Salvadoran people. And in like an uh, another aside, last year when I went to, to Fargo, I met someone who was like, I'm a fifth generation Farguini, Farg, I don't know. how. To, well, it, he's like the fifth generation of people to, to live and grow up in, in Fargo. And I mm-hmm. sort of realized as he was talking about that, that that's like literally impossible for, you know, for Salvadorans to have that many generations of people just be together and grow up in one place. You know, it's funny, and it's not its not as war-torn a nation, but coming from Boston, that reminds me a lot of Ireland. <laughs> mm. I took a trip to Ireland when I was in high school, and I think they said there's more Irish outside of Ireland than there are in, you know? I mean, there was war in that country, but it's job opportunities, and it's an interesting part of the national identity. Right. So when she explained this to me, I finally, it, it finally clicked. I think that, that lesson that, or that experience that I had in the wall that like the, the people who were there mourning were very, like we were the same. We all lost someone in the war. Our families are spread out all over the world. And that's, that's life for the Salvadoran people. I don't know how else to say it. All of the disappeared children that you interviewed, we need to coin a new phrase for disappeared (laughs) children because they are now reunited adults. (laughs) But it was interesting that I felt like as defining, I'm giving away a point I'm sure we'll make at some point in the film, but uh, as defining as their disappearances were, it seemed like in every interview they'd also bring up, oh, my father was assassinated. I remember hearing that term. Like every single one of them had lost multiple family members in the war, and that was definitely as defining as as the dislocation of their disappearance. Hmm. All right, so I, I think... Like we said in the beginning, we're going to try and keep things a little bit short this week, and that kind of feels like a, a great place to end things, to, to wrap it up. But uh, we are going to continue to be producing the podcast and bring some amazing guests that we have in the works, and we're very excited to talk to them and bring those interviews to you. So thank you for listening, and I should also say thank you to everyone who's been sharing the podcast on Facebook because uh, we're, we're getting a lot of traffic or a lot of views on yeah, it's, the it's podcast. Neat. I'll go to Google Analytics and every week we'll have views from all over the world. You know, maybe it's a, a dozen or, or two dozen, but it's interesting. It's Argentina, it's Brazil, it's, it's uh, Spain, India, and and then a lot here in the United States and some seems like some regular listeners and it's exciting. 
I know that every week I ask people to share it and, and spread it, and that helps us out, but it really does. So thank you, uh, Julie, Margaret, Derek, Rachel, and I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but I, I think those are some of our biggest sharers. So mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah. And also to Lindsay Welsh, who's, who worked, you know, is, is helping out a lot with the podcast and, uh, and in general for the project and did a podcast to you a few weeks ago and also wanted to just say that she had worked at PHR, the U.S. part of the organization, group of organizations that helped to reunite you with your family. So she's, uh, it's, it's really a great asset to have her on board. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to leave it at that. And thank you as always. We'll be back next week. Mm -hmm.